Hey everyone, and thanks for listening in today. Today I am discussing things around recovery when it comes to your fitness and what this looks like. And I'm actually also diving into why Olympic runners are so amazing at what they do when it comes to sprinting. So this past weekend, I had the opportunity and experience of a lifetime to be able to spend time with a whole bunch of women and one guy all around just being your better self. And we did jujitsu, we did breath work, we did lifting and a lot of encouragement. We did prayer and devotionals. And it was really an amazing time to be able to connect with people that are like-minded, that want to be growing. And we're all for it as well. And they, they stepped out of their comfort zone and they really didn't complain about it either. And so being around certain people has such an effect on the performance that you have, how you show up in the world. And so I really want to encourage you to take a look at and analyze who do I hang out with and spend the most time with and what impact are they having on my life? I highly encourage you to do that because it will really allow you to audit your life and the time you spend and if you're being intentional with it and then the output that you then create. So I had a podcast a couple of weeks ago all about, you know, what you put in, that's what you're going to get out. So the people you spend time with, the people that you're putting in is going to be a reflection of your output. So I highly encourage you to add that. I'm going to be doing an episode on community and the importance of it as well. Um, but the reason I brought this weekend up was because I was with a lot of people that really desired to be their best self when it came to fitness and their strength training and performance. And I thought, well, what better way now following that than to come up with an episode on recovery and what that looks like with your performance and abilities. Now, we all know that your genetics are not your destiny and that you can influence them based on your lifestyle to be expressed in a different way. So whenever you find out that you're like, oh man, I'm destined for this or whatever, you can change and adjust that by your lifestyle so then you can suppress the expression of those genes. Just a heads up there. I know I've said it before, but I just want to remind everyone. And so the specific gene I'm talking about today that's focused on recovery, that's focused on muscle and performance is the ACTN3 gene, the ACTN3 gene. There are a whole bunch of other genes that affect your recovery abilities and your performance optimization, but I'm just honing in on this one. But I want to make sure that it is clear that this is not a one all and be done. It really takes a whole bunch of different genes to come out with a certain answer to your essential gene algorithm. So remember the reference I did before where I said, you know, you have a five-step math problem and you were to do just one step of that problem thinking, oh, I got my answer now. I just did that first step. I got my answer, but actually it's a five-step math problem. You need to do all five steps in order to come up with an answer. Genes are the same way. You can't just single out one specific gene. You have to look at the whole algorithm. So not rather than just looking at one single gene, look at the five others that influence the impact that gene has on how it's expressed. So diving into the ACTN3 gene, this gene is really cool. And the reason it's super awesome is because of the fact that it is found most common in Olympic sprinters. In fact, there's like a, a statistic over it. I'm going to find it here. 
that a big study published in 2003 found that no Olympic power athletes carried the actin-3 deficient genotype. So they, they didn't have the variants. They weren't deficient in this gene. And it was a stark comparison to the about 30% or so of Olympic endurance athletes, so think long-distance runners, that did carry the deficient genotype of the ACTN3 gene. So Olympic power athletes, this includes sprinters, this includes lifters, they were not deficient in this. But endurance runners, about 30% or so, did carry the deficient gene. So it's very ironic, and it makes you think, okay, well, what does that mean? So if you think about that, think about power athletes, sprinters, for example. If you're in the Olympics, you're pretty darn good. And so you're a fast runner. You're able to get out of the gate, out of your blocks, and sprint at a speed very, very quickly. And so if you're more of an endurance athlete that runs longer distance, you don't have to focus on that and you actually just continue your, your run and you want to maintain, you want to grow in speed eventually, but you don't need to do that exactly right away. And also with strength training, power lifters, you have to be quick when it comes to lifting a heavy weight. It's not a stunt technique. Yes, there's parts that are slow and parts that are fast, but you have to use your muscles in quick movements in the proper form to be able to lift it properly. So thinking about the correlation there, if you're deficient in the gene, you tend to do better when it comes to endurance running. But if you are not deficient in that genotype, then you tend to lean towards being a better sprinter or being a better power lifter. So why is this? Well, when you're deficient in that genotype, you have slower twitch muscle fibers, meaning rather than fast twitch, you're slower twitch. And those that are sprinters, those that are better at powerlifting, have the fast twitch fibers. Now, not saying that that's the case for only those people that are sprinters. You can only have the fast twitch in order to be successful because you can influence them to perform better, um, but it usually typically gravitates towards that. So when you're a sprinter and a power lifter and you, don't, you are not deficient, you have fast twitch muscle fibers versus the other side where you have slower twitch muscle fibers. And so how does this affect your recovery? Well, when you're deficient in the actin-3 genotype, you're susceptible to less of certain proteins that protect certain, so specifically the Z-disc in your muscle. And with less protection, there's an increase for muscle damage. And your muscles are not going to be fast twitching. They're not going to adapt quickly. It takes them a little longer to do the twitch per se. So it really depends on your genetics, on if you have, you know, the deficiency or not as to what will occur when it comes to muscle inflammation and muscle recovery. But when you have the fast twitch, you have a faster recovery time versus those with the slow twitch. And so why is this the case? Well, I did some research and it kind of correlates to when I referenced a few episodes ago with the MTHFR gene of how those that have the variant tend to lean towards more of the Mediterranean area, those in the sunny areas versus those that are not deficient, those that do not have the variants, 
lean more north. They're in the more Nordic areas, more in the northern climates. And so looking at and analyzing the genes when it comes to the actin-3, those with the fast twitch tend to lean towards, you know, more of the sunny climates as well, specifically the warm climates, specifically those in Africa. So we're always like, people always say, oh, you know, fast runners, you have to be of color in order to be fast. Well, there is a correlation there. Those that live in Africa oftentimes are not deficient in the ACT-N3 gene. They come from a warm climate versus those in the north tend to be deficient because they come from a cold climate. And the reason being is because they had to adapt to the cold. And so their muscles adapted better when they were the slower twitch um, muscles versus the fast twitch. Because in order to protect your body from the cold and not um, shiver as much, these muscles needed to be the slower twitch versus those with the fast twitch, they can get colder faster. However, it will benefit them when it comes to their ability to perform. So running and sprinting or power lifting. Um, so it's, it's not um, a coincidence that those that are of color tend to lean towards amazing sprinters versus those in the North tend to lean towards more endurance activities, things that you know, take more time when it comes to athletics. And so knowing all of this, what can you do about it? So if you have your genetics tested and you know that you're deficient in the actin-3 genotype, there are things that you can do. So the actin-3 genotype that is deficient, one thing or a few things I should say that really improve your recovery is number one, cold therapy. So cryotherapy. So what does this look like? It looks like possibly doing an ice bath um, for your muscles versus those without that. They don't really have to do that because their muscles adapted very quickly. They do better in a warm um, climate. If it's really hot, they perform better. Those with the deficiency tend to not do as well in a hotter climate. Um, So Cold water therapy and cryotherapy is going to be really awesome for your muscles and recovery. Vitamin C is great to be able to repair certain muscles and collagen obviously builds the tissues and all the different things. I'm blanking on the specific word I want um, to make sure that it maintains and continues to grow versus be depleted. Taking proper recovery time. This is big as well for those with the slow twitch muscles. Taking enough time to fully recover your muscles, let them heal, let them repair before you're going out to do the next workout. And then also American ginseng and then protein, obviously, are all great ways to recover your muscles at a much quicker rate than if you didn't know, um, than if you didn't do this stuff. Um, So if you don't know that you're deficient, but you actually are in the genotype, and you're wondering, well, what, what the heck is going on? I can't recover as well. Once you know that, and then you find that out, and then you act on it by changing your lifestyle with these different habits that you can um, implement, you're going to find better recovery times, um, less inflammation, less damage to your muscles, and you'll be able to perform better. Um, and then those that are not deficient, well, <laughs> you're gifted with some pretty amazing muscles. It probably is pretty obvious based on you know how you perform if you're doing athletics and such like that with sprinting or fast power lifting and all. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with anyone that you think would benefit from it. I always appreciate when you rate, review, 
and share and feel free to reach out. I want to know what your thoughts are on the content. If there's something that you want to hear more about, let me know. I have my contact details in the show notes down below. If you want to get your genetics tested, you want to improve and optimize your body when it comes to fitness or just overall optimize your body, there's a link as well down below for you to check out. And then you can inquire about getting your genetics test and what that would look like. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and until later, bye for now.